Hello and welcome to When I Found Grace podcast. What happens when everything that you set up, your legacy, it all falls apart? That's coming up next. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace through faith. can all relate with the idea and concept of what happens when you're gone and it all just completely falls apart. And today we're going to be talking about that as we continue our time through the book of Judges here in Judges chapter two. But before that, what I do want to encourage you, if you do have any questions or anything that you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, feel free to go to our website www.foundgrace.org and we will answer that on a future podcast. But today we are going to continue on with Judges chapter 2. And in the last couple episodes going through this, we've talked about first Joshua and the legacy that he left behind And this idea that we see him as this figure who really set it up for the next generation to continue calling upon the name of the Lord. And then we saw in the last episode, we saw what happens when we are disobedient to the Lord. And we're going to see this come into play time and time again as we continue going through the book of Judges. Unfortunately, it doesn't stop at Judges, it actually goes all the way through the history of Israel, and these decisions gravely affected future generations uh, for years. And even still to this day, you might argue that it's still affecting them even now. But here we see, and I want to focus on this here in, in chapter two, we, we go down from where we were, but it goes down, it kind of rewinds a little bit. Chapter 2, verse 6 of Judges, it says, When Joshua had dismissed the people, the sons of Israel went each to his inheritance to possess the land. And it says, verse 7, The people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who survived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. And so when we understand and realize that when we do these these things for the Lord, our children and other people, they see these things. And these are things that, man, they're, they're so encouraging. I look back in my life and I see what people have done, um, that I have been able to observe. And it's always been these things that have been encouraging. I think many of us, you can go outside of walking with the Lord. Usually you see somebody do something wonderful and great And it becomes something that you want to do yourself. You're impressed by it. I mean, kind of like my kids, my children, I think of them when there's a police officer or a firefighter that, that for some reason comes to our house, they're like, Ooh, this is really cool. And they're so excited about it. And then they talk about wanting to become a police officer for uh, weeks, months, and maybe even years on end. And, and so we all are kind of the same way as when we see these things, 
even in spiritually, as spiritual children, we see people and how they act in our lives. And man, that's what I want to be like. And so Joshua and his elders, they continue to lead the people in the way of the Lord. And it's a wonderful thing to see. But it it does say in verse 10, it says, All that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. And then it goes on, verse 11, Then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served the Baals, and they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed themselves down to them. Thus they provoked the Lord to anger. And it says in verse 13, So they forsook the Lord and served the Baal and the Ashtaroth. Man, you just think about it. How devastated that Joshua and the elders would be. You know, we have a saying, they would be rolling over in their graves if they knew what was going on. And you know, that I think is something many of us can relate to. Many of us can, um, we, we look at and we understand that there is this reality of generations not knowing what the Lord has done or even refusing to believe what the Lord has done. And I think it's something that we see more and more in our world, in our society right now. And it becomes devastating and discouraging. And a lot of times you just think people wake up to the misery that you're causing yourselves, the things that you are, are doing. And what we have to realize is it says in Ecclesiastes, <laughs> there's nothing new underneath the sun. And we understand that, that there's nothing new that comes and goes. And so when we see our children or our grandchildren when we see them starting to stray away from the truth that we've taught them, they start straying away from those things that we've impressed on them, that we've encouraged them in. Just know that this isn't anything new that is going on. In fact, this is all too often the things that have gone throughout the time of history. And it can become extremely frustrating and discouraging, especially as we continue to grow up in our old age. And in fact, if I'm being honest, it's one of the things that it really gets to me as a parent, because I think, Lord, I don't want my parent or my, my children to go astray. I, I want them and their children to be raised up in the countenance of the Lord there's one thing that I want more than anything in this world, and that's that my children will know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't know if I can handle or deal with the idea that my children would not 
be with me in heaven. I don't know if I can handle the idea that my children may decide to reject Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that becomes very difficult, I think, for many of us. And and a lot of times we we get disheartened and confused. You know, this um, there's that verse, train a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. In Proverbs 22, verse 6. And I, I think we're reminded in fact, uh, somebody had reminded us at a men's group we had recently, and and I really thought it was a, a great reminder. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, in his commentary of that verse, one of the things he says is, he says, remember that Proverbs are not promises. Just because you raise your child in the way that he should go, it, it doesn't say that he, he absolutely won't depart from it, but, but a proverb is based off of a, a truth, but there is, there are things that you have to understand that it's not always going to go this way. And I think when we look at these proverbs, it's wisdom based off of this truth that when you raise a child up, that you we talked about it last time. You can have definitely a lot more confidence knowing that they won't depart from it, but you can't be 100% certain. Why? Because, well, we all have our own free will and that free will can be to our own uh, demise. And one of the things that when I was talking to my brother about free will and things, he always brings up the good point and, and I, I got to give it to him. He says, he says, you know, remember that free will that in the garden of Eden, God gave us free will. He gave man free will, even knowing the consequences of what would happen, even knowing that Adam and Eve would choose to disobey him, but he gave them free will. And so we, we know that and we understand that and we struggle with it. And, and just like we see today, the Israelites, they would see themselves stray away from the Lord completely. In fact, it says that there was a generation who did not know the Lord nor the works that he had done. And I, I, I can't help think, well, why, why did that happen? How come that would be allowed to happen in, in the promised land with the people of the Lord? But the reality is, is it does. And we see it happen time and time again. In fact, as we continue going through judges, you're going to see it happen more and more and more. And when, Joshua and his elders passed away. This is when the people started to go astray. And I wish I could give all of us comfort in knowing that, oh, don't worry, your your kids when you're gone are going to continue following the Lord. Your grandkids are, are going to be fine. We don't know that. We can't guarantee it. Even if we've established all that we can. And, and here it says, 
the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and they served the Baals and they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed themselves down to them. And thus they provoked the anger of the Lord. And, and we see that happening today where so many children are departing from the faith in droves. And it's many people are dumbfounded by what's going on in the church today. Lord, why are our young people leaving? Now, I think one of the things that we can take away from this is knowing this, that, that just because young people are leaving doesn't make the truth any less truthful. In fact, it still is truth. And just because we are losing a generation to this world, to the God of this world, it doesn't mean that the truth that we have is any less. In fact, when we read the Bible, it just shows over and over again that there are generations. Generations are lost. Everybody in every generation has their own decisions to make for themselves. And, and I think as we continue on through this life and through these difficult days, we have to understand that. Of course, what does that mean for us? Well, it means that we should be in much more prayer to the Lord, seeking the Lord even greater. It, it means that, especially for me and my wife, being more diligent in training up our children in the way that they should go to keep teaching them the love, the grace, and the heart of the Lord. And, and those are things that that's all we can do. And then one of the things that I, I think are important as well is also reminding our children what the Lord has done. For example, last night we had our Pine Wood Derby um, car races at the Iwanas Club. And uh, my kids are loving it and enjoying it. And so we, three of my boys built cars, or all three of my boys built cars. Well, I've got Jesse as well. I've got one more, but he's a baby. So the three boys built cars, put them in, um, and they raced last night. And now I'm, I'm proud of them because they at least one during one heat, each child won one heat, at least, at least one. I think, uh, one of my kids won two heats, but, but just cause they won their heat doesn't mean that they won the overall um, race or 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 a trophy. In fact, there were some cars that you could see, boy, these are definitely far and above the other ones. But when, when all was said and done, none of my kids won any trophies, but, but I was still proud of them. I was excited for them. But one of our children, one of our child, he, he was upset because he didn't win a trophy. And he wanted one so bad. And, but when we, when we got in the car, I just felt like the Lord saying, just remind them, remind them of my goodness. And so when we were driving away, I said, guys, we're going to pray and we're going to thank the Lord 
for the fun that we had, the time that we had, and that we were able to build these cars together. And then they, their friend, one of their friends, David, he, he took third place overall. And I, I said, so let's thank the Lord that David got third place as well. Cause that's an exciting thing for them. And so we were able to, to pray and, and that, that seemed to, to quiet the car down, but reminding them what the Lord had done. And even in a, a simple thing like that, how good God was. And, and I never want my kids to forget. In fact, I think of these times when we read through the book of Joshua, right before judges is you see Joshua and the priest and everybody establishing these, they they call them altars, building altars to remember what the Lord had done so that when their children pass it, they say, what's that there for? And then that we can say, oh, that was there because the Lord did this. And, and so I, I want to be diligent and encourage us to be diligent in reminding us and our children where things came from and what the Lord has done, even through the simple things. And so those are the things that we want to be diligent in. But knowing full well that there might be a generation once you're gone that does not know the Lord nor remembers and they're going after other gods. And one of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm encouraged by that I'm, I'm actually extremely encouraged by is if we go to Hebrews chapter 11, we actually see these men and women of faith. And, And now Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen for by it, the men of old gained approval. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are invisible. And one of the things that we see, and, and I, um, coming here, all the way, all the way down, um, is, is this is in verse 13 of chapter 11. Um, speaking of all these men and women who died in faith, they died in, it says without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. One of the things that we see with the the fathers, Abraham and Um, Isaac and Jacob is they died not seeing or receiving the promise for themselves, but understanding that the promise, the promise was going to be fulfilled regardless whether they were there or not. And I can't help but think this, and hopefully this is an encouragement to you, is that these dark days that we're living through, as we're seeing many people 
go away from the church. Many people rejecting your your God, the God that you serve, the God that you've raised them up. And maybe it's not your immediate children, but maybe it's your grandchildren or maybe it's their great grandchildren. One of the things that we have is this thing called faith. And to live by faith means to trust God and that he is faithful even when we are gone. And so just like these people here, these men and women of faith, they didn't receive the promise, but yet they believed God is that when we are leaving our children in the hands of the Lord, our grandchildren and the generations that are lost, that Lord, we're going to give them to you and we're going to die in faith, believing and knowing that because we have set up our altars, we have set up our worship of our God. We have taught them and we have shown them the way that they should go. Lord, that one day they will call upon the name of Lord again. And one of the most encouraging things is that even here, as, as they, they, even the Israelites, as they rejected God and they rejected him, is that there was a point where they called upon the Lord again. And so when they do that, and, and when we see that here in Judges, when they call upon the name of the Lord, when they cry out, the Lord establishes these judges to come and essentially pull them out of this um, harlotry to other gods and and they are delivered for a season until they forget again. But, but I've just, for me, I'm, I'm encouraged more and more that as we see these times, uh, continuing to, um, be almost depressing because of the, the amount of people that are, are leaving the faith, the amount of people that are leaving our God for the God of this world, I have to be reminded there's going to be a day that they're going to come back. And if it's not them, that's still their children. God will continue to be faithful to me even when I'm gone. And I think we can be encouraged by who God is and what God is continuing to do in our lives. And I'm just so blessed by him. And I hope that as we go through this, that you are encouraged in these things and that you're blessed just as I am. You guys all have a great week. God bless. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. out for next week. We are going to be having an interview with my father-in-law. I'm so excited. I hope you all are able to listen to those. I think they'll be very insightful and a blessing to all, but you all have a good week and God bless.